Coming up on the Picks and Pants podcast, it looks like we're up Shit's Creek without a paddle. We're tackling the 2004 comedy starring Seth Green, Matthew Lillard, and Dax Shepard. We're plunging into Spirit River to answer some burning questions, dish out initial thoughts, and talk about what we love or don't love about this movie. We're welcoming yet another new guest on the panel this week, and it's guaranteed to be a fun time. Picks and Pans without a paddle. What's a downstairs? coming up from paramount pictures just passing through we're just taking a trip you make a couple mistakes up there you gone tom you're a boy scout no but i had a brownie once (laughs) friendship is a journey i'm in over my head don't tell me that that's it this is over i agree let's just swim up that waterfall back over 20 miles of river and wait for a rescue boat hey up here Seth Green, Matthew Lillard, Dax Shepard, and Burt Reynolds. I learned a little something something the last couple days. I have two of the best friends anyone could ever ask for. Stop, drop and roll! (laughs) Without a paddle. Cinephiles, and welcome to the Picks and Pants Podcast, a movie conversation show about 2004's Without a Paddle. I am your host, Nate Adams, editor-in-chief of TheOnlyCritic.com. And as a reminder, you can subscribe wherever you get podcasts. We are everywhere, Anchor, Google, Apple, and Spotify. And I want to shout out any new listeners, any new listeners who are jumping on the bandwagon this week. We love you, and we hope you come back each week. This week's episode brings us to Stephen Brill's Hidden Gem question mark it's uh it's the comedy without a paddle and i have assembled a motley crew of esteemed guests to help talk about it ladies and gentlemen hailing all the way from seattle washington he's in the he's in a different time zone but he's joining us anyway ladies and gentlemen aaron treadway happy to be here nate happy to be here and we'd love to have you treadway we love you so much coming all the way from toledo ohio ladies and gentlemen the one the only Gordon wheatenhagen howdy nate nice to see you tonight and you all know him. Some of you love him. Most of you hate him. Everybody give it up. Like from Mal Clements, it's Matthew Porter. That's so cute, Nate. That's so sweet of you to start this off already contentious, but I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> and finally, we are welcoming a fresh perspective, a new friend of the pod. We are happy to have her hailing from Pinckney, Michigan. Ladies and gentlemen of the pod, it's Dawn Purcell. Hey, what's up, Nate? Don, thanks so much for being here. It's going to be nice to have a, a female perspective amidst all the, the Oh, tes- yeah, for this one. <laughs> all the testosterone in the room. Thanks for coming Finally, on. a lady. <laughs> okay, so let's, um, let's get the ball rolling here. Let's start rolling into some of our initial thoughts. First of all, didn't realize I picked a Stephen Brill comedy two times in a row because last week you we, didn't? Did, we did Little Nicky. And then this week we did without a pad. I was like, oh, it's Stephen. I didn't even realize it until it happened. So we are now a Stephen. I very much realized it. Did you really? Mm-hmm. So I know without a paddle isn't necessarily groundbreaking uh, in the pathos of great comedies. It's not something that necessarily comes up in conversation a lot, especially in 2021. But now I think, and I, and I want to have this conversation, this is the type of studio comedy now that actually doesn't get released in theaters anymore. It would be, this would be on Netflix tomorrow. It doesn't but, get made. Yeah, right. Well, I think it gets made with streaming because streaming is they need lazy, lowbrow comedies. But what's your guys' experience <laughs> with this film? What's your influence with it? I actually went through a period where I had an insane, insane crush on Seth Green. 
And so this was one of my favorite films to watch of him because he was nerdy and he showed this like very soft side. And I mean, the guy gets carried by a bear. It's hilarious. And then he ends up with the hippie girl at the end. And it's just kind of so, kind of so sweet. But it was my favorite film to watch of Seth Green at the time. I had ordered it, um, or no, it was back when we had the rental stores. So I went R.I.P. Family Video. Family Video just announced it. <laughs> R.I.P. Because I got oh, this at my no. local video store too. Every week I would go in every Friday and I would always get the new releases mm-hmm. no matter what they were. Yeah, it didn't, it hasn't aged very well for me, but Seth Green is still a cute. Especially in the age of our political divisiveness and we'll get into that later. I gotta say, man, I hadn't seen this movie in a really long time and I watched it today in the most comforting way in a chair in my living room surrounded my my wonderful cats <laughs> and yet i find myself just i i thought this movie was awful man it's, oh, yeah, the it's homophobic stuff was really it's, awful it's got oh some, i had that yeah, yeah. it's yeah. got plenty of no it's got a lot to go around it Listen, just have I'm not, this podcast has been enlightening because we, we did little nikki and we did this and i'm picking movies that were niche growing up that we thought watching i'm like wow these are great and now it's turning into like man these movies actually sucked you know <laughs> trash you're going to pick a, a campy steve brill comedy go heavyweights heavyweights is at least good yeah yeah i th- i feel like this is though i feel like this is trying to be like a comedic deliverance and that's why i feel like there's so many like you know man of course like, it's a comedic deliverance the like burt reynolds freaking shows up in a cameo you know what i figured out about all these movies nate is that these movies made in the 2000s uh, people in the 2000s we just said things we didn't really think about anything we just said whatever was on our you know uh, in our minds in our on our hearts and did not give a shit who it was about what it like meant just words were free-flowing yeah i know like when i first watched this like i remember my like i thought it was funny but i was like a 10 year old kid and i remember watching (laughs) it with my cousins at their house and like coming back and watching it today i was like man i really did not laugh like the bear for me i love i love the bear when that came in but i was like i remember that from my childhood and i love that still but there's a lot of it was just missed now i think this movie's actually really good i don't know oh boy you you might be nate I mean, I think I mean, there are I some still okay have jokes. A place for the Go ahead, Don. For the film I wanted in my to love heart, it so much. But... Like you said, I'm. We stand Matthew Lillard in this house. I watched three movies in the last week with Matthew Lillard in them, and I had a fantastic time. This time, I did not. Well, I had a burning question about that, but I guess we can just talk about it right now. So, like, what actually? You look at what's happened to Matthew Lillard and Seth Green post without a paddle, and Matthew Lillard, I think, had a crazy trajectory. If we look at he. Um, he, and he, they do a lot of voice work, actually, I've learned. Like Seth Green and Matthew Lillard do a lot of voice work, whereas Dak Shepard, I think he's been more in the public eye. He's got a podcast, and he's been, in, he's been more recent in films. Like you've seen him around, plus the whole Kristen Bell of it all. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, so Matthew Lillard, he had Scream in 1995, which I, arguably I think Scream is the break, right? That's the big Matthew Lillard break is Scream. And then he does She's All That in 1999 with Freddie Prince Jr., which is a huge rom-com then they team up again for summer catch which summer catch is not like great by any means but it's like people talk it comes up some you hear it okay maybe just because um 13 ghosts which i kind of like I'm yes a, i'm a 13 he was exceptional in 13 ghosts 
um, Tony Shalub, you know, that's a movie that gets a bad rap. 13 Ghosts is actually pretty good. And then, of course, the big film, the big one that probably got all of us is obviously Scooby-Doo when he played Shaggy. Like, that's it. Like, we all knew him because of Shaggy. Like, because I was five or six when Scooby-Doo came out. I, I didn't know Scream. I didn't watch She's All That. Had, I had Scooby-Doo later. come out yet? 2002, yes. Scooby-Doo came out. Yes, yeah. I thought so. So, but I mean, really though, he hasn't done anything huge. Like he hasn't been in the public spotlight. Same for Seth Green. I really thought that Seth Green by now would have had more. Like there should have been another Austin Powers sequel because they hinted at the end of Goldmember that Scott Evil was going to take over for his dad. Nate, I have to challenge you though on on liking this movie apparently or defending it because from the from the word go, I just want to point out that this universe they've established is ridiculous like the the moment it is it's a, it's a lowbrow in, comedy it doesn't it doesn't matter there's have to, to set be some aside level. some type of expectations matthew there's a suspension of disbelief that goes too far nate when you're speaking of real people in real in the real world like him him pulling in and the guy the psycho who is like bending his sign and when he pulls in to drive and he's gonna like spray him with his uh inhaler excuse me excuse me, excuse me sir sir excuse me you, you're in my spot Oh, I don't see your name on it. Well, actually, yes, my name is on it. See right there, Dr. Mott, that's me. That's my space. You got me. Mm-hmm. But look at this, pal. Now, your name's not on it. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, 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 hey you get back. You get back. I'm not afraid to use this. Don't. Have a good day, Doc. You too. Not realistic I'm like, by any means. I get that. And I do you know who that more was? More than not realistic, absurd. Ridiculous. Do you know who that actor was? Because it's gonna blow your mind when you guys find out who that actor was. The one who goes berate on um on. I Dan. recognized him. Who yeah, I recognized him as well. It's it's Scott adds it. Right? Scott adds it. And you know what he's most famous for now? He probably had the bigger what? career. He voiced Baymax in Big Hero Six. He voiced Baymax. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. wow. Scott adds it. The guy who goes ballistic on Dan in the freaking parking lot <laughs> voices Baymax. <laughs> I guess he wasn't satisfied with his care. Um anyway. <laughs> and then there's the uh there's that like the, the There's dream some good sequence. physical comedy. There is some good physical no. comedy here. I think I think Listen. all three of the leads have remarkable chemistry. I don't know. I I, I Yes, I agree with that, do. but there need the, the script do. The script is what really is the detriment, I think. Give me I feel some initial like thoughts. Come on, you're just rambling off your opinions here. What are you, what are you writing down? Initial, th- initial thought right now. I was like, as soon as they started the canoe trip, I was like, did they really care about Billy at all? Or is this just an excuse to go canoeing? That was my real thing. <laughs> my initial thought was that there is so much gross boy humor in this movie like that I forgot about. I didn't remember it. And like... It really triggered me. <laughs> I was like remembering being one of the dweeby kids and like being a like a a, a Seth Green type, but just being awkward and gawky. You and being made fun of him. No. Yeah. What? How could you ever? How would you ever imagine? Feels like they just oh hired God. two taller actors purposefully to make Seth Green look even smaller. By yeah. <laughs> Tiny. Um, and then my first thing I have here is answering machine because we're doing it. What do you guys think of that answering machine? <laughs> Denise deserves so much better. 
Can we speak? No, 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 no. Jerry, marry this asshole. Jerry deserves so much better. Jerry deserves so much better. Corey, you with me on this? Let's let's trash Are you kidding me? Oh my god! No, 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 no. She couldn't have this conversation. Kind about it. What was the anniversary? The anniversary of listen. What was the anniversary of? It was of their first first date. On Denise's behalf, if Denise and Jerry had made the anniversary based on their first date, then he should remember it. And the fact that he didn't. I mean, I don't want to ruin it for the story for anybody with the moral of the story and the lesson. No, that no, is, I love. If people I love without a paddle the and they're corner. listening, Don, it's their fault. You spoil away. Right, right, right. Fourteen <laughs> percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Sorry, guys, I'm gonna spoil <laughs> the ending for you. Jerry figures it out that Denise is the best woman for him, and he goes back and he leaves a sweet answering machine message, which. I mean, yeah, you have to have the douchey answering machine message in the beginning but, to but Dawn, don't you think, round it up nicely. I thought it was very asinine that she didn't understand what he had to do. She, like, made fun of him about the uh, His friend just died. Am I right, Dawn? His friend just died, and she, like, ridiculed him a little bit. It's like, don't you understand, like, your friend just died? Like, we got to do this for my friend. And she just totally Okay. So, how would I you feel? I guess it's more so about, like, how he communicated it to her. Like, he called her mm-hmm. after That is also true. I will while. get very true. This is why and we want Dawn on the pod. just forgotten their anniversary. So it was it was just a bad um, sequence of events that colored it a certain way. And also too, like, okay, so Denise, who's you know, long term living boyfriend, just forgot their anniversary, is supposed to just suddenly be okay with her dude just like going off on a dangerous camping trip with his three friends, not having well, she any did, she didn't know it was dangerous at all. She didn't know it was he, dangerous. She, he didn't tell her anything. She, he didn't say anything. He's like, hey babe, going out with the boys for a week. We'll be back <laughs> Saturdays are for the boys, Don. Saturdays are for the boys. Oh so gross. This movie perpetrated Saturdays are for the boys culture. It did. It was so chummy. It was really that was the overall vibe. And I think Matthew touched on it really. Well, I like and, and you guys are dunking on this them. film. I love the message. I really love I, the message. It's yeah. easy it shoves it down your gun. throat, yes. Nate. It like the literally theme. just It's about life. It's about living life and being excited about being with your friends. Wait. And I, I love the wilderness. I love canoeing trips. I've been on Countless canoe trips with my friends. Being I've been tubing the canoe all together. Slugging beers with my pals on the, on the tubing. My it's a moment. vibe, right? It's a vibe. And mm-hmm. this movie brought me to that vibe. Look at this. It's one of our mixtapes. Remember we did the, the DJ intros? Yeah, let's not wang chung tonight. Burn wow. the house. You guys, check out this map. It looks oh, like Billy wow. left us a treasure map. Look at that. Not only that, this map looks new. He plotted out the whole trip. Billy thought DB landed right here. There's no way he did this as a kid. He must have been adding to the box over the years. This is the camping trip he wanted us to take last summer. I, I couldn't go. I was detained in Mexico. He wouldn't do it unless we were all together. I swear to God, I think he figured it out. I mean, look, look at all this research. He reconstructed the jump. He pinpointed DB's landing. That's crazy. Can we talk about in 1992 how they're openly drinking at their at high school at their high school graduation? Is that a, is that that's a thing that's allowed? Yeah. The drinking age wasn't Apparently always so. 21, was it? It used Not to be 1992. 1992 Treadway. Treadway. White men too, guys. It's it's fine yeah. if you're a white man, you get away with anything. I for a second thought that they were at their college graduation because of that. I was like, "Wait a second. Wait, I thought this was a high school graduation." Back in the 2000s, like back in the early 2000s, I feel like it was even more prevalent of like having 30-year-olds play teenagers at any time or play 
So because we just didn't care, I guess. I mean, it still happens now, but I feel like it's lessened more. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was it was like, oh, they're 30. They're in their 30s. Has but, anybody yeah. in their lifetime here actually read a map and used it? Once? Uh, no. No. Yeah, I have. I mean, I have, yeah, but usually when I have to use a map, it's, it's for things that don't require GPS, like walking places or like navigating parks or trails. Oh, I guess like, yeah, theoretically, I've used going to Ruth Christie's Steakhouse. Well, not to age myself, <laughs> but I was born in 92. And so like, I would, oh, there was a significant part of my life where, you know, internet was still dial up and you had to use these things like maps. Oh, I remember dial up. To get places. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. I remember dial-up. looking up online on MapQuest how to get to a place. AOL. And then if you messed mm-hmm. up one of your directions, you were completely lost on your way there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. When you met MapQuest, yes. And dial up, I do map remember. MapQuest. Yeah. yeah. Vividly, I remember dial up yeah. because it was like oh, you I had moms on the phone. AOL. You just got kicked off of MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the main, the main antagonists, which are – we won't talk about them yet, but there's a plot. The main plot is around, like, weed Wait, and pot. We've already, we've already talked about Tom and uh, Jerry. They're the main antagonists, aren't oh they? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just – I don't know about you guys, but when I saw this movie, because we were in you know, elementary school or middle school or whatever, and – in 2004, I thought pot was so bad. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> no, because you just – you don't know. Anybody. Now it's legal. <laughs> now it is legal. But it's just funny because these are like drug lords in the film. And yes, I was just like, slumlord. they're so bad. I'm like, this is so bad. They found pot. You know what I mean? Nate, I wrote down. I was like, LOL, slumlord pot growers was, was a line spoken at one point in cinematic history. Slumlord <laughs> pot growers. <laughs> I was actually pretty Steven sad Brill. for all that weed that got shot up. Yeah, that was <laughs> pour so one out much for the weed, though. That was traumatic for me. That poor weed. Pour one out for the bud, bro. <laughs> That's the pan. Don's pan is going to be the weed getting destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's just that's the worst part about it. Um, um, how about we take a shot, everyone? Someone falls off a cliff. Take a shot was this note that I had because, <laughs> like, they fall off cliffs. Anybody get any Emperor's New Groove flashbacks? Because I totally did. Sharp rocks at the bottom. Oh, yep. didn't wasn't it like three times they fell off at cliffs? Least. At least. At least. I think it was three. There yeah, was the there one was... with the four-wheeler. There was the one with the canoe. Yeah. And then there was another one. I don't remember. Where they fall into DB's thing. Mm-hmm. They don't fall into yeah. a cliff, but they fall into DBs. They just they can't watch where they're walking. They constantly yeah. walk. without a paddle, and they're only in the canoe for like ten minutes. Yeah, but they <laughs> lost their paddle. They're they're literally in the mountains without a paddle. That's a great point, though. They there there isn't they, they lose the paddle. Yeah, right they spend away. a lot of time walking. Yeah. What if like that was the plot of the film? Well, like, this is gonna fucking Lord of the paddle. Rings. We're gonna find this paddle. <laughs> well, what else do we call it? The hunt for DB's treasure or something? Yeah, they spend the entire movie walking. This is Lord of the Rings. All the people in this movie, like I said before, are absurd though. The woman humping his like uh his fucking at the at the funeral, humping his Oh my god. Why did you leave me? Oh Billy. Oh Billy's dead and he's still got a better chance of getting laid than I do. And and, like She wasn't humping the casket. She was caressing it and saying, Why did you leave me, Billy, Billy? Why did you leave me? That wasn't humping. She was groveling and rubbing against it. Okay, so I mean I that, that was quote, ridiculous. I have, I have I that quote say. down. He yeah, says, Seth Green has a great line. Billy's dead, and he still has a better chance of getting laid than me. That was a funny line, and you can't deny it. I laughed. That is funny. It is funny. Comedy is hard. Yeah, 
I would have liked the movie more if it was more funny, though. You know what was hard? Me too, Aaron. Jokes are king in my house. What's that, Don? What was hard, Don? <laughs> when Dan's dick got hard, when Matt, when uh, Matthew Lillard's character was... <laughs> that was so oh, gross. Oh, God. That yeah. Look, our only chance is to huddle together. We gotta huddle our bodies together for one. I, for one, choose death. Interesting. One minute you mock my sweaty ball sack and now you want to cuddle with it. You know, the whole huddle up thing is it's the oldest trick in the book. I've used it. It's just for getting a girl naked. Work though. Every time. My mind's telling me no. Oh, R. Kelly too. Bring an R. Kelly song in it too. That's great. That aged well. <laughs> oh, Listen, you know oh. what? That's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, no, but to Don's point, when he's whispering, it's like also it's so gross that these guys in their thirties are still so obsessed about like getting laid like teenagers, and that they're so obsessed with like sexualizing everything about each other. Hey, Dana. Mm-hmm. How hot were those chicks in the tree? Mm-hmm. Not hairy, but hot. Rain. Do you see the rhythm of the thunder? Full on tantric orgasm. Are you kidding me? He didn't. Didn't she kiss you once? <clears throat> oh my god. They are probably dancing naked right now. <clears throat> dancing. Soaking wet. Hey! Oh! Hey! Oh! 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 You know what yeah. I mean? Because it's like, that's so emasculated. Oh, he'd rather die than be gay. I'd rather be dead than be gay, bro. Fuck that. Okay, but this is 2004. Remember that. Think of it in the time. So We're all picking it's, it apart for it. Well, it's the... But that wouldn't happen today. Why, that joke wouldn't be there today. But there's so many of those jokes, Nate. And the reason is because there is, like, gay panic and gay fear among these men. And that's, like, well, yeah. what... I feel like it's also making fun of deliverance, too, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like it's the almost big like a satire too. of deliverance. Right, yeah. It's exactly what it is. You can because say that. There's a strong word, buddy. <laughs> What'd you say? You're here. He said satire is a strong word. Um, I, for one, love Tom's side stories because he has about 15 different ones. And I, I like how he's a casual immigrant smuggler when they talk about it. He's like, those guys fell asleep in my truck. No, I thought I just had six sombreros <laughs> in the back of my truck. I'm waiting for You're Matthew's like, wokeness to come in here because I'm sure okay, that probably offended Okay, relax. <laughs> all right? First of all... It's it's dumb as hell to make fun of wokeness like that or to say it that way. But I'm just also, giving you shit. Well, I'm giving you shit right back. All right? Listen, you misogynist. <laughs> He's uh, dropping it on your head as if uh, flower and butterfly were dropping their uh, poop. Oh, fl- can we talk farm. about flower and butterfly? Far more interesting, even though they weren't given. Uh, yeah, I want to have that conversation. Um, fucking Dawn looks exactly like flower. Can we talk about that? I tried. I tried, gentlemen. She does. <laughs> the Seth Green, like, 
and she talks about how much she loves Seth Green. I'm just, just like, for Seth. I was watching that. Like, this is Don. This is Don. Like, it's like that's like no. It looks like Don. I actually have the actress's name down here somewhere. I don't know if I would be so open to share a tantric orgasm story with gentlemen I just met in the woods a few hours ago. But what like, if you I feel like that one? was a little much. <laughs> Can we talk about how just Jerry? casually calls Dan in his office to tell him that Billy died. It's just like, there's no emotion in that conversation. It's just like, Oh yeah. Billy I just, wrote a note about that too. Billy just died. And he's just like, yeah, I, when's the last time they saw Billy? They don't seem, I think it was when he left for college. Effective. I think that's what they imply. Yeah. Well, I think you didn't yeah. see him. Insane. Yeah. No, I think Matthew Lillard makes a reference that he saw him before he went down to, uh, wherever he was paragliding, he yeah. yeah, there's yeah. so much. Yeah. He and he so gave him back exposition. the compass. Yeah, and they there, said there talk about that. That they oh, right. planned that trip for the year before before he died. Yeah, and, and they were trying they, to get together. But Tom was detained in Mexico for the immigrant uh-huh. thing. I think. <laughs> oh, that's true. Good job piecing that together. Yeah, yeah we really that it. was brilliant. We you guys just nailed it. No, but I was gonna say that they the way they like. The way they wrap things up in this movie, I feel, whether in the beginning or at the end, is by just like, let's have Matthew Lillard monologue everything to just resolve mm-hmm. it. Let's well, just he's have convincing. Him talk about, I think if you're, not, if you're not listening, if you're not listening to what he's saying and you're going, that's real convenient. <laughs> like, that's all of a <laughs> there's sudden. There's a lot he, of convenience that happens. Yeah, there's moment. a lot of convenient plot holes. Yeah, yeah I just thought they did not care about Billy. Like, Matthew Lillard is like the only <laughs> one who talks about him, aside from when they're in the treehouse. And he has that hallucination when he's high. <laughs> Made all the more apparent by when Tom shows up at the funeral, which I have for best scene. I oh I think that scene's gosh, so funny. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. He's just like, Cringe. is that the is that the corpse of Billy? <laughs> that was that was a funny line. Don't it words it like that. It's just, well, when you when you get to know Tom throughout the rest of the film, you under, that is definitely how he would talk. The, the villain. Yeah the villain Absolutely. of the of the movie yeah. and he's just so like impeding on this and like it makes light of the situation because it's like it's a very sad scene and in comedies we can't have a serious moment he no. just pulls up in his harley <laughs> is that the well, corpse was, of billy newman to your point nate i will agree that there was a lot of great acting on those main three their mm-hmm. part because it wasn't to me it was like what lacked here was, was the script even for 2004 i when i think back and i think about the humor then i'm like some of these jokes are just like so repetitive and so cheeseball that they just don't work without them this movie doesn't work i don't think you have these three i mean you could probably replace it today maybe but i mean they have a good a good chemistry they have good chemistry I, they have electricity in the woods though where was butterfly that- too yes this is falling to the wayside yeah, wait, where was Butterfly when they were like... Butterfly is actually on the other side of the bed. They just didn't <laughs> want to put her in the frame to make it weird. Yeah, you know? make it strange. 2004, too much for 2004, but now yeah. it's yeah. fine. Polyamory, too far. Too far! Uh, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> it's, too, it's, 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 it's too risky. That's a downstairs too edge. far, okay? <laughs> Elwood and Dennis definitely voted for Donald Trump, and oh, they probably yeah. and they probably stormed the Capitol. They were, they were the probably Capitol. in there. Oh, the yeah, absolutely. They were in Pelosi's <laughs> office. They took her gavel. Also, I have... A, Stop the steal. <laughs> I also... <laughs> I have also of mice and men question mark. Yes, there, there's a vibe there. There's definitely yes. a, yeah. of mice and men. Lenny. Elwood is Lenny. Mm-hmm. I felt bad for Elwood throughout the movie. I was like, poor Elwood. He's so mean. Me too. To his you. brother kept I just want to give you a hug. Face. The cleaver yeah. bit too. He give him the fucking cleaver. Let him take <laughs> the cleaver. Lose the cleaver. The cleaver is my favorite. It's scary, but ultimately ineffective. Lose it. Now, Dennis, you don't understand. <laughs> 
Them three boys get back to town. You're gonna spend the next 40 years in the can getting manhandled. Quit messing around. Lose the cleaver. I love the cleaver. Cleaver's he wanted to throw a grenade, and he's like, that's the best idea you've ever had. Like, that's what's the below these people's idea ever had, he's ever had. I mean, it's clearly established that they like throwing explosives. <laughs> No, yeah. if I would believe Elwood wants to hurt somebody, he seems like such a lovable guy. No, he li- and he likes the cleaver, right? He said the cleaver is useless functionally, and he's like, I love well, the cleaver. The first time you see Elwood, he's chopping the head off of the salmon and saying, "You can't hear that now because you don't have a head." Like he's not. No, he's, he's not, not okay. a nice guy. He's not good either. But he's <laughs> well, just. But he's. No. I feel like he's like a child. He's just reenacting what his brother has given him. Yeah, you feel like he's simple, True. so you're like, it's okay. You don't. Oh, I went to school, and Aaron can attest to this. We went to school with about thirty Elwoods. I think there's about thirty Ooh. Elwoods. I don't know if thirty. I. You know, I don't know, Nate. I didn't have a close relationship with a lot of people, but yeah, there, <laughs> there was definitely some Elwoods in our town. Anybody else think about this? The gamer in me, the board gamer. When they said the Ore Mountain, I was like, Okatan. <laughs> Yeah. Could you only imagine if Matthew Lillard had had that on his phone? It takes pictures and there's a compass on it. Yeah, and there was a there was a selfie of a did you see the bear picture at the end? The bear there was a took bear a selfie. How did oh that happen? God. I How wrote that, that down. Happen? Nate, I wrote that down because it was my favorite thing because I said I don't give a shit about Matthew Lillard's fifth revelation. I love where did this bear take this selfie and how did he do it? <laughs> oh, speaking of which, that was the thing I I thought felt like a big old plot hole. There's no way you hear a phone through a bear like that's like you know like a one yeah no. bit right there like yeah. th- and that, this came like you know three years after jurassic park three where they had that same bit the same oh, like yeah. satellite phone with a dinosaur like i think the right. it feels like they directly lifted it straight from jurassic the phone park. the phone wouldn't be working right no no no, no. yeah it went through all of the acid in that bear's stomach there's no no this is, Let's get some Mythbusters on this. Listen, also, also the battery would have lasted that long. Those that's what I'm questioning. Yeah, that's my main thing. That's my main thing. It's like I don't think the battery lasts right, but it's all for the Actually, point. Actually, like, no. This was an old four phone. Those batteries lasted three days. Those oh, that's true. But the joke, right? It's the main joke of does a bear shit in the woods? That's the only reason that that oh, exists. Yeah. Nate, hold on. Listen, I just want to say, pivoting back to the important thing, which is justice for Dano. Um, <laughs> I wrote down some of the things there. These friends say to him by the way they say um i don't have to outrun the bear i have to outrun you they say don't Which actually me. isn't true that's not a true statement nowadays i think it, it the bear will go after who's ever running the fastest i think like i actually think that's a myth. really you think you think the predator is gonna be I'm like googling I'm, it. I'm gonna yeah i'm yeah, gonna I know, run I really past think these two other humans that's to a get this next human when they I say i just have to outrun you it's like actually the bear will go after the person who is in like the lead like that's they take it as a challenge there's more there's more nate i wasn't done i feel like nate you're just setting us up for like one time when we if we ever encounter a bear he's like they're gonna stay behind yeah. and i'm gonna be the fastest <laughs> maybe Very he true. says uh tom says to burt reynolds character if you're gonna rape somebody rape dano he um oh he i hated that? that one does he say that yeah i hated that one i must have blocked that out yep that one bothered me a lot hard r on that one um he I says i missed that one shit what else you know he says to uh after they kiss you know dano has a beautiful moment with flower it's great before he goes off and and you know does the uh she gives him the courage she gives him the co- mm-hmm. courage to get on the zip line and yeah. he says to him he looks mm-hmm. to him after he says this great little thing to her even though he calls her hairy like it's a bad thing and it's not um he it's not i haven't shaved yeah he says he says 
yeah, it was cute. And I'm like, fuck you, Jerry. It was more than cute. It was a big deal. He just like kissed this I think this Jerry woman. was more stressed in the moment because they're being chased by malicious men. No, he just doesn't care about Dano, okay? <laughs> I didn't think I didn't care about it. You're both right. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> You're both right. Don's like, let the me ne- talk to The you next initial thought I have is something that we've all discussed, and that's that this movie is homophobic. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we've already hit on that a little bit. But yeah, is there any you know culture club? And he's like, somebody turned the hills gay. Ugh. Leave that alone. They're well, deliverance, man. deliverance though, kind of brought in yeah, that culture. The- like without a paddle, like that's in it's innocent. It's but a also, main plot device in deliverance. Yeah, it's the whole purpose of what happened in deliverance. So I mean. Yeah. You think that's the reason yeah. they have Burt Reynolds cameo in this movie? Oh, absolutely. Because he's one of the original actors in that. I movie. think, yeah, because I think they, I think they were directly doing the nod to Deliverance in that one. They were like, we got to get Burt. We got to do. And it. And I'm surprised they got him. I wonder how much he's. He's what? He's in maybe like ten minutes, and he. Burt. Burt was funny. I will say, I'll, I'll give him that. Burt was very funny. Uh, there was the the Peckerwood line, of course, but then there's also the um. Dynamite. I would put your clothes yeah. on a little faster. I've been alone in this cabin for thirty. The metaphorically, years. yeah, no, the that metaphorically. Was hilarious, one. That was that line. The, the metaphorically one too. He goes like, "Have you ever been in a cabin for thirty years?" He's just like, "Well, metaphorically, metaphorically, have you ever been in a cabin for thirty years?" <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "No." Totally different. And then and then he I wakes him up. Reynolds looked weird. We had the, he Did anyone think up. he looked weird? Yeah, he looked really scraggly. Yeah, kind of. strange. Yeah. I, 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 it's kind of. I, I don't know actually, if that was a makeup choice or not. It's weird mm-hmm. for me I because I, because I grew up watching this. I saw the the Dukes of Hazard remake in two thousand six and other things. Cop and a half, like a bunch of things that he did. The kid stuff, and it's. I still don't believe that he's dead. If that makes sense, like it's like, oh yeah, Burt Reynolds died two I years forgot. ago. Do we had this plan? See, he jumped out of the airplane. He was going to land three degrees northwest of Red Devil Ridge. Then he had a flashlight. It's going to signal me. I'd find him. And then we we're going to work our way down to Rio. Oh, I love Rio. What? What happened? It snowed. A blizzard. You couldn't see anything. You couldn't see your hand in front of your face. Hell, I don't know where he landed. I looked for him months and months so did the fbi's or the cops maybe nobody but you could have left why'd you stay up here all these years seemed like a good idea at the time you know what i mean kid yeah i do have you ever spent 30 years in a cabin no well then you don't know what i mean i mean metaphorically i know what you mean Metaphorically, have you ever spent 30 years in a cabin? No. Well, then think before you talk. The end, the ending with, uh, I just had this as an initial thought, the the, the three local heroes when they all come out. And yeah, the like, sloppy wrap-up. Three local heroes save the day in the local news. It's like, are they local? They, they're not from Oregon, though. This like, is running not. over. We gotta How did they even get those guys back? They're ginormous, and the only thing they had was like that cart. Well, and the tree falls. Yeah. I think they called for help, right? They probably took his radio. They went to the the sheriff drove, right? They probably got on the radio and said, "Hey, come get your." And they waited around to wave and be congratulated. And there's always a slimy sheriff, right? If I'm not mistaken, there is always a slimy sheriff. The ending was a make your own adventure, you know. Why would nobody f- look at the map when j- they just trust Jerry? 
like it's just like jerry are we going the right way and it's just like nobody would just be like hey can i just take a peek real quick and make sure we're going the right way i thought that was a big i had the same hole. thought nate it's like why would anybody check the map just yeah let me just double check this has anybody seen blair witch <laughs> <laughs> jerry fucks him he really fucks him like he <laughs> he's just I think like seth yeah. even doesn't seth ask for it at one time he's like he's like how's the map and he's, he's like, like oh it's, it's a map it's a map <laughs> There's a yeah, he says that. Claw. Oh yeah, when your friend, yeah, the you big ass a... bear, took. <laughs> yeah, they gave the right friend the map. <laughs> and yeah. Jerry's just gonna be like, "It's a map." What a. <laughs> it's like Dan should have been the one in charge of navigation. Da- yeah, like Dan. Sh- that that's a pothole. Dan's the doctor. The, uh... He's doc. I'm Doctor Mott now. I'm yeah. Doctor Mott. So I have cute. responsibilities. I, I have a question. Would Would Billy? You know how Dan remembers the combination? He's like 23, 38, 48 or something, which is another, you know, misogynistic thing because it's only remembered because of Miss March, a Playboy centerfold. But then he remembers, you know, facts about her too, Nate, because she's a person. He did. Oh, that's true. He did. Would Billy also remember the combination? I mean, he has to, right? Because he put the stuff in the the lockbox. That's my question. Maybe he remembered who it was. I have a burning question. Yes, Treadway, please. I was curious what motivated Flower and Butterfly to shave their armpits, but not their legs. Oh, that's actually a great question. Well, if you think about it, their legs are more exposed, and it's gotta, that's going to keep them warmer, right? Like heat, like maybe? Yeah. Whereas an armpit, like why do you need an armpit? Here? How are they shaving their armpits? Yeah. Wait. They got running water? You're right. Actually, Treadway, this is a great question, because if I'm going to shave anything on my body, I'm going to shave my armpits before I shave my legs. One, because it's takes less time and two because i don't want to stink under there so i think probably what they're doing is it's just easier and they don't want to stink because they have a radio and so they're out there like people like people know they're out there right like an earth child (sighs) yeah contact my lawyers if you have an issue with this so they Mm -hmm. are clearly so if they really needed supplies like urgently, they could hop on the radio and get like a like an airdrop or something, right? Are they like it sponsored? Yeah. Like, it, I, this is a burning question now because like, wh- how are they living yeah, out in the woods? Influencer wasn't a thing then. No, so. that's how you would do it now. If they now, now yeah, a child would be an Airbnb and you could go out and stay in it for a week. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I would love to do that. It would be great. <laughs> You and your host like, like for like Instagrammers. You have to write about your hosts. Yeah. If your hosts are butterfly and flower, what are you writing down for that hey, review? Can you, um, can you show me where the little trees room is? And it's just like yeah. there's like a piece of paper on a porcupine or something. Like that's how he was supposed to like clean up himself. Listen, butterfly... the pine cone was to wipe his butt. Oh yeah. yeah. Listen, butterfly and flower were more interesting than like I was like, look at how innovative they've become in this short I period think it's of time. The best scene in the film. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Well, and it breaks up the it breaks up the guys, right? Because like you're you've been hanging out with these dudes for a little while. It's like, and then you have Elwood and Dennis, who aren't any better. And then we have all oh, we have these you know these nice you know young looking good looking women, and it's just like their their story is interesting. What they're doing. Why do we think Billy is meeting President Clinton? Is he a personal friend? <laughs> Is he winning an award? Good question. I, I have just like, kind of guy that Bill Clinton would like to be around. That's a great question. What did he go to school for? I mean, he went He's somewhere. A wild guy. They have a whole scene Everest. dedicated to him leaving, and it's like, take your compass, buddy. You know, it's like so long. Partner ended Toy Story three levels of sad, and mm-hmm. I. Well, he was was he was he oh, went to what? Everest. He went to Everest. Yeah, he I mean, was he was a climate activist, right? He was probably very active about climate change. 
global warming or something, right? I don't know. I don't think people started believing in that yet. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like Billy was just one of those guys who was good at everything that he tried. You know, when you're just one of those people. We have I feel like that was Billy. Just given more dynamic and dimension to Billy than this entire screenplay did, Don, in that one sentence. Yeah. How did, how did uh, C-3PO still remain in his pocket after the cliff? When he like falls off the cliff and he still has it in his pocket. And also, is he not supposed to have it? They weren't supposed to. I thought they weren't supposed to get their stuff back. He, he recovered they all had it. They their stuff, though. He recovered You're right, it. Nate. They, they were supposed to put all that stuff back in there and the get pact. it when they got home. But then so, there's a good plot hole because suddenly they just have these things now. I thought they took them with them. And where did they have them? Because the entire time they've been through the rapids and they flipped over and they've fallen yeah. off three well, cliffs. At one point, they didn't even have – oh, the fanny pack? It had to be in the fanny pack because he yeah. still had the fanny pack. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was probably in the fanny. Doesn't he discover it? Like, doesn't he pick it up off the, like – No, uh, I'm thinking of the beer that Jerry – oh, look, a beer. <laughs> yes, That's exactly. That's the only That's probably thing pack. that came through the whole movie with them is the fanny pack. It's the only way it could have. Yeah, the bear would kill them, right? The bear would the bear would have killed. Hundred percent. Oh, I have a that burning scene. question yeah. about that. Yeah, go I ahead. think Let's I was curious. I was curious. The bear was accepting Dan as a cub. I was curious if if they had not come to rescue Dan, would have Dan stayed in a cub like form, and would it be a Princess Mononoke situation? <laughs> <laughs> brilliant question, sir. <laughs> So you're now saying, I know how to write a burning question. Thank you, <laughs> So he would. You're saying that he would have stayed in that position had his friends not have come out and tried to get him. I think Dan lives in fear. I think he would have just accepted what the bear wanted. Oh, at that him point, especially, yeah, he would have become a bear cub and then a bear, and then he would have came for Iron Town. <laughs> I have kind of a thing. Okay, I have a question. It's about like the ending moment where. Well, first of all, we've already like hashed this, but I still want to point to it again as. The fact that the whole drawing out the kill thing drives me nuts in any movie where they're like, well, we're going to kill you now. Line up there and let us monologue. Oh, let him speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but then it's also the like, so you remember when Dennis is like, they're fighting in DB's bunker and he is like, taken two by fours to the face and laughing and then this tree falls on him and the very tip of it all of a sudden he's incapacitated like he's taken out maybe, by he like, got, maybe dennis and the sheriff all landed on each other you know what i mean it's like a collective thing i, I guess the tree was just like <laughs> fair enough fair enough i i have a two-part question here please okay please go so part a how rich is a sheriff because she owns all that weed and that is a tremendous <laughs> amount of weed the amount it we're talking so about millions, millions of dollars and, and, and part B of this question is, why does he not have dental insurance? <laughs> yeah. Well, because he's, he's a slimy sheriff. Alpha. The slimy I mean, sheriff's got to have He has no the money teeth. for it, you know? It's part of the image. He's like, he I can't probably, get my teeth done. Yeah. He probably likes the intimidation factor. I know that this is switching gears, but I do have a question. Uh, it goes back to my same point of Dano and all this, which is they throw him through a fucking wall? Like, I hated that. Oh, that's right. They, they throw him through a fucking wall. Like, these are great friends, guys. <laughs> They're the antagonists. <laughs> but wasn't it to help them, though, to get out? That was the whole point, right? Yeah, it's, you yeah, know. Against uh, his they had to take though. one for the team. It's called the bros. It's Saturdays. Oh Anything God. can happen. <laughs> if he hadn't gone through that wall, Matthew, he okay. would not have been able to whack the two guys 
into the hole. Part of the hero's journey. Watch his friends get beat up. Which was so satisfying to watch him do that, by the way, to sneak up and just take Dennis and Cletus. Cletus. Mm -hmm. I said Cletus. Cletus. Cletus would have been a better name. Cletus is rocks (laughs) under their heads. Cletus would have been better. Cletus would have smashed their skulls. Yeah, wait, hold on. Rewrite, guys. Petition to rewrite. I think it needs to be Cletus. It needs to be Cletus. <laughs> in honor of the Cleaver. Cletus, Cle- Cletus is Cleaver. I also love in comedy, slapstick action comedies, where people are fighting and they all stop to say no. Like they all collectively agree that in this moment, we're not going to do what you're suggesting and then we're going to go back to fighting. Yeah. It's That's like politics. Big, it's like one moment. The big bit. Uh, no, but it's funny though. It works every time for me. I think that's hilarious. I don't know. I'm easily amused, I guess. Um how many fucking people just live in the woods? Because I had that as a question because they come across uh, Earth Child and then Burt Reynolds. And then how many people are just fucking living out in the fucking mountains? It's like, that's crazy. It's more common than you think, actually. But like out in these mountains, like I understand like having a cabin and stuff out in the, like, but like, that just seems like, wow, mm-hmm. this the is convenience, the convenience. <laughs> this is actually, hold on. This is actually Dawn's coming out as a forest dweller. So let's talk about it, Dawn. How, how are the trees? How's... <laughs> I just like I just desire this life to live in a cabin alone for thirty years is probably my dream. Yeah. Um, so off <laughs> metaphorically, sorry if I sounded a little defensive. I was like, Me- these people exist, Nate. <laughs> no, metaphorically or really? <laughs> I know they exist. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, let's. Well, we've kind of let's. Well, let's switch gears here into plot holes um, and some things that maybe people notice that I've kind of pointed at a few, but maybe there's. Um, you know, my main one is, does, would the mom, I'm actually surprised that the, the Fort Cooper is in pristine condition and in the back of the house and just seems like it has an age today, including the blood oath. The blood would not be red. I'm sorry to yeah. get technical, but if they did yeah. it 30 years ago, it's going to be like purple or something, right? It would black. be brown, be I would black. assume. The blood oath is another jock, another knock against Jerry and Tom because they cut Dano's hand forcefully yeah. to get the blood from him. They're monsters. Against his will. There's no consent from Dano. I didn't even the pieces point. together that they were the antagonists, but you guys are just... They are. They never, they never ask, they never ask him. And he literally says at that one point, you guys, I never used to jump. You guys would always push me. And then he pushes them. And that's so funny that he just got pushed against his will. Oh, that's also going like what do when I was growing up, that, that stuff happened to me with my, my friends and my family. Like, it's yeah. just, it's just, it is a thing. It was a thing. Maybe not now, but it was. Oh, like, you that, just need a little encouragement. Does that make it okay, Nate? Does that make it okay? <laughs> I think it made it okay in 2004. So do we do we establish how they lived in that tree, Earth in flower, butterfly in flower? Like how they like the government. Get their names right. Get their names my, right. It's flower and butterfly. Flower my guess is that they're vegan, so I'm guessing that they're foraging for oh, mushrooms. Okay. You know, they're going around you, like making make some bark soup or something like that. When you ask it's the nutritious. question, how are they living there? What do you mean specifically? Well, because isn't it, al- is it illegal? Is it anywhere? Is it illegal? Well, I mean, there's ordinance and things. I can't just go out and park a trailer in the middle of. I mean, clearly it's illegal. Right, yeah. okay, they say here. to call their lawyer if they're. If yeah, they're, they actually um, like, it, like the zoning issue. <laughs> Flower and butterfly come prepared. They have legal counsel. They're ready. All right. Are they? Yeah, they're probably highly educated. Do we establish oh, their legal counsel's probably Elwood's? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I'm assuming, did they hint at this or not? So they're lesbians, right? Or that was the joke? Okay, okay, hold on. I don't know if that's really implied. I think maybe two friends might help each other well, because out. because she ends up with Dan at the end, so not necessarily, me. right, yeah. No, I'm this is the thing, Nate. Exactly. This is the thing, Nate. They, they, it's 2004. They fetishize lesbianism in 2004, the entire movie. They're like... The, the little they dream were appealing to nine-year-old me yes well he has the dream in the beginning you know what i mean when he has the dream of uh tom and tony and the woman and they and she comes in and, and the joke is oh she's a woman haha <laughs> it's you know their relationship isn't real <laughs> also what and was then, tony doing in china sorry sad pot she was busy <laughs> she was on business nate women do business well you were just saying this movie has no one dimension one dimensional characters tony clearly on the other hand has damn okay he got me he got <laughs> you know me. tony actually did do a good a good Tony's, job of kicking Tom in the fucking chest. To, Tony's a provider. <laughs> I will give you that. Tony's, Tony's a provider. Can Tony be okay, let's talk please. about the um, how people don't wait for others to leave. The, okay, so there's that scene in the in the weed field where they're hiding and the, they're they're in the bullfrogs, right? Or they have the things and they're breathing through the tubes. And they always walk away just in the nick of time so somebody can open the door or breathe yep. or something. How do Dennis and Elwood walking away, not turn around, be like, "Oh shit!" Did someone? Did, we, did you? How do they not hear people up submerging from water? And this guy, yeah, literally, her. Dan starts coughing out a bug out of his mouth. How did they not? Hear it's like that? they're walking away, and I, and this happens in every movie where they like try to talk to people in the room, and it's like how they walk away and they like come out. These people, I'm going to be forgiving at this point. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Corey. It's like they just burned a whole field of marijuana. They have to be the highest they've been in their entire life at that point. Surprise, they're all not just taking a nap right now. Are we pretending? Are we pretending to, like, the other thing is, like, that he has, they have face coverings, like, and that's getting, they're not getting any smoke in. They're not getting high. That's that's not how that works. That's ridiculous. Like, and they take them off, like, right in the middle of the field. And uh, another high point of this movie. Those sweet, sweet doggos on their backs. Yeah, marijuana is poisonous to dog, though. That made me scared. Oh That's no! What? Oh no! Damn it! Well, There's, the a plot hole. Yeah. <laughs> There's a plot it's, hole. In larger amounts, Those it can't. Dogs be. Are it's dead, not necessarily man. in no. very small amounts. Oh my right. god! Actually, I did know that. Oh my god! That's I do crazy. have one plot hole that I want to bring up. Is that when they go to a cabin and they meet Burt Reynolds' characters and they say DB, Burt Reynolds has made it clear that he's been in cabin for thirty years. He should not know who DB is because that was not his name. He should have no clue oh, who DB is. Well, maybe he, he heard he, the he news should... stories and he didn't want to give out his real identity. Yep. So they didn't do his real identity. So when they go, they shouldn't. He, he's Dan. His real name's Dan. So he should have known him by Dan. He shouldn't know he's DB because that was just that a, is a plot hole. Thing. Thank you for bringing that. Yeah. Also, like they wander what like twenty feet from the cabin and fall in. How has he actually never left the cabin in 30 years? He would right. have fallen in by an these, accident. Yeah, by these now. three dudes just cage casually find this guy and they never, DB, and he never did. And he's lived up there for 30 years. I would have to think by some dumb luck, right? Like, yeah. he, and I know they mentioned the snow thing to, to like make up for the fact he never found him. Oh, it was snowing. It's like, well, he never went back out. He never tried to find him again. You know what? Safest that is true. model quarantiner. We should learn from Burt Reynolds' character. He never leaves that damn cabin. That is very true. He does not. <sighs> Clearly um, very self-sufficient to never have to leave that area. Yeah. Last plot hole for me is I hate in movies 
because it's just not realistic. But at the, you know they they get the money at the end, and they they all take everyone always takes the higher road. They're like, oh, I'm not gonna the money. It was the experience. I'm like, fuck no, give me some of that money. I was like, I went through the streets. Like, I don't care if I am. Poor. I want some of this fucking money. Maybe give it to charity. I don't know. But it's like just you're giving it all to Jerry, <laughs> like. Um, or Tom, yeah, he's gonna blow that gambling. He said he has a major gambling. <laughs> it's gone. That's gone the next day. Saturdays, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like, and every move, they're like, "Well, I'm not doing it for the money. I don't want it." They give it away. It's like, dude, you would t- you would take some of that money. Don't lie to yourself. Like, if there's hundred grand. Also, how do you know it was hundred grand? He's like, "There's like hundred grand in here." Well, Nate, it was the last DB Cooper story. He sold two hundred thousand dollars. That's that's that the amount of money share, he the stole. Yeah, oh, that's why it's that amount. Share. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That's a good it was one. the lesson learned, Nate, along the way. The friends made the lesson learned. The journey, you know, the, the journey. Yeah, I, I think I think like you know we're looking at we're looking at Seth's character. You know, he's a doctor. He's doing he's just fine. Yeah. The other guy, you know he's he clearly got a nice he's, corporate he's job. You know, I think he's just a general practitioner. practitioner? Doesn't okay. make mention of anything else. So that's going to be my fair enough. The Didn't there. he mention kids? Honestly, Isn't I think he's a dentist. Oh, he's yeah. a dentist. <laughs> I can see that. Would make sense. Too bad for that receptionist. Do you think she would have gone out with him? His receptionist? She's like, he's very Uh, smart. That's like so, like, I I guess you could have asked. I guess the HR HR boss asked you to go out. That's a bad thing for the HR department. Better off with Flower. There's a reason why the secretary was sleeping on Dan. Because girls like me understand Dan's girls like Girls like Flower understand. Yeah. Blossoming yeah. into something beautiful. You think oh. Dan in this like mm. day and age would have been an incel? That was like among my questions that popped out throughout this like movie. I was like, <laughs> I was like, he clearly like is afraid of women and like never talks to women. Like, what is he? Oh. No, he wouldn't yeah. be that. No, He's no, a he healer. had a girlfriend. Cockeyed, cockeyed Katie. Stop it! Oh hey, my god, that was offensive. Yeah. I hated that one. I hated cockeyed Katie. What was the other one? It was um, they said uh. Um, the tat oh the tattoo judgment where he's like you like to date all those girls with tattoos and it's like what the fuck yeah fuck you guys my my wife has tattoos <laughs> we're not saying a very normal person <laughs> my your wife, wife. Has he just he brought some dumb Melania into this you sound like yeah. Don Rickles over there my wife has tattoos <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't putting um, her no, down I actually, so not I actually like when Tom says hi there coal miner's daughter you want a hand to Seth green when he's got the little light Do on his head. really want to hurt me? <laughs> See, sometimes they Man, tease him and it's actually funny. Sing. That one I did laugh at. I, I have some quotes that I did actually enjoy. And then Dennis and Elwood said, we really want to hurt you. He was like, come on. They said, that's perfect. That's a perfect. <laughs> that was good. That was a good bit. Their um, singing was like delightfully. Yeah, they were all like in harmony for a minute. Like it's like, make you cry. And then he starts, Elwood keeps going. <laughs> he keeps riffing. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets punched in the face. How it's like rude. they're so mean to Elwood. Elwood can be <laughs> rude. Let him sing a song. Let, let Elwood have the cleaver. This podcast has turned into an Elwood podcast. Let Elwood have his damn cleaver. Because, <laughs> like, 
what aren't they talking about? They see the one, the one, the one bush of weed. It's like, look, I, I think it's going to be all salvaged. And then he opens it up. He's like, yep, yeah, all gone. I told you. I He's told like, I told you. you. <laughs> Just like I told you. Yeah. No, Nate, I think that uh, I, I don't want to jump ahead here, but I will say for me, my bid, my nomination is for uh, Elwood to be the Deacon Award uh, recipient. I no, Matthew, him. I'm going to have to second that nomination because I have, I have on the there, but there's more. thing written down. There's more. I think I think once I give my once I give my nominee for the deacon, you're gonna be you'll we'll, you'll, we'll see. you'll you'll see my side of the story. But for now, let's go on the best scene. Best scene. Um, some of my nominees. I think the opening montage is actually really really good. I don't know about you guys. Mm-hmm. Like the Ghostbusters and they're just friends and the Indiana Jones re- like they the production value oh, of their yeah. Indiana Jones recreation was like actually pretty freaking good. I thought. I have uh, to agree with you here, Nate. I really do. Like that part. The intro with the kids, and then even into them playing the uh, them as you know eighteen year olds, even though they're thirty somethings, like <laughs> bad wigs. Up, yeah, from there to there, like I'm invested. Yep. And then they start talking, and then they lose. <laughs> well, and you have Ooh La La by the Faces is playing. In, yes. In oh, that's like, that's very, the soundtrack in this film, there's actually a lot of good songs in the soundtrack, I believe it or not. I'll yeah. agree with you, Nate. I will actually agree. I wrote down the first thing I wrote down was the nostalgia factor of hearing uh, an like a old film, like family footage montage, and hearing music play over. You don't see it, it that it, often anymore. It's no, not anymore. And it was it was effective. You get you get a lot of you get established right away that Dano is kind of like. You know, he's the one who's always the odd one out. He's always a little bit more reticent he's, to anything. He's got the inhaler, right? Yes, and you get that he's maybe a little geekier. You get that Tom is like a like a, a daredevil and a you know freak, and then you get a little bit of their characters. It's the best sort of montage I feel like you can do without being a cheesy montage. That right. slow fall of Dano into the water on the bike is just so sad. Yeah. Um, next scene I have, um, I like the scene where they revisit Fort Cooper and they're all reminiscing and they open the box and they discover, oh, Billy, this is the trip he wanted us to do last year. And like, they have that epiphany where it's like, our friend died. It's like, we got to do this for him. That's really tender. There's a lot of tender moments in this film. And I know there's a lot of misogyny and homophobia and all that stuff, but there's also some deep, actually some good friendship moments too. Yeah. The fire pit uh, scene is a good tender yeah, scene as well. you can tell, even though they pick on Dan a lot, you can actually tell that they, they love each other. They, are, they, they do love yeah. each other. And because like you, we pick up, like we pick on you, Matthew, and like you pick on me. It's like, if you didn't pick on me, I, I didn't think you'd like me. That's, that's how it works. Same with Corey. I get, we give Corey oh, shit. We don't yeah. pick on Aaron though. His He's mom's dead, okay? That's, you know. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> See, I, I'm learning. You, no, you didn't say it with your chest, Nate. You got to actually I'm say still it. Standing. If you didn't say it. Um, um, we talked about this earlier but tom's entrance at the funeral is so hilarious is when he just pulls up is like is that the corpse of of billy newman it's like tom you know know, yeah matthew lillard's timing on that tom was perfect and like his facial his facial expression's good too and he like he like turns around and like waves it's like come on there's i i the moment i like is um when they arrive in town in the right before they're going to the spirit river and this is something i quoted with my sister nonstop, and it still is with me i don't even have to look at my sheet for it it's yeah where are we guys well we're in the middle of nowhere and uh the corner of bumfuck and you got a pretty mouth <laughs> and i was that's like a deliverance reference too yeah yeah uh, and yeah that's a good quote that's a good one because it's the one f-bomb right you you yeah. always know in a pg-13 movie because they get Do one it. it's like oh there it is and then it's like you're never gonna hear it again um weed the weed fields burning the scene with the the running through the weed fields and they're getting high and that's i don't know that's all good um the tom fishing plus the bear attack 
Like it's a combination. Like they're it's like it's so funny mm-hmm. when he, they don't believe he's gonna catch a fish and then he does. And then he's like, I gotta completely change they got used to the figure eight. I gotta completely change it. He's like, they got used to it. Yeah, that was funny. I love that. <laughs> Tom does up- do some funny stuff. He does like like when he tells the cop when he's like, Were you hey Tom, were you a boy scout? And he's just like, No, but nope, I ate a brownie, brownie once. once. <laughs> Yeah, I used to have a match a matchbook that said that. <laughs> I didn't know that was from this. Um, oh, and then, really? Huh? Yeah, when I used to smoke, like I was like, uh, I gotta be all you know, hipster about it. I gotta use matches. <laughs> Lighters are for losers. Um, as much as it as much as hey, this flaw, no so. I the, and this this is I, I so I'm torn between the opening montage and this is the ending. The opening and the ending when they find DV. And they realize, oh, life is the message. Like, that's what the treasure is, is life. Life is treasure, yeah. Um, I just like when he's like, oh, you burn the money for last hours of warmth. Like, yeah. So, I don't know. It's between that and the montage for me, best scenes. Did I miss any? Does anybody have any nominees? Nominees? Uh, the scene where they meet Earth well, we, Child. We didn't, but, yeah, yeah, we didn't talk about Earth Child. Yeah, yeah, the Earth Child is a good scene. But I, um, I, I I'm, going, with, I'm going with the montage. That's the best scene for me. The but opening. that's... But I loved the scene. I, with I like the funeral and, the best. The funeral. The funeral. Dawn's Earth that Child. That one was funny. Corey, I think you're with me on the I opening, like, right? Oh, I'm definitely with you on the Earth opening. Child. Okay. I don't know. I don't really want to claim Earth Child. I like the fire pit scene a lot. I think you learn finally more personal um, motivations about the characters when they're all sitting there before the bear shows up and they're just having a good time on their first night. Nothing. Yeah. Bad they're listening to boy yet. George and he's giving him shit. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. Like, you know, like this song I really too. Like, I really like this scene where he's um, like sewing up his wound and they're kind of getting into Tom's real issues and they're oh, like really like good point. That's yeah. a really tender moment. I, I do that. enjoy as well. He's just like, He's like, that's not an exaggeration. That's a lie. You lie a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you kind of you lie a lot, dude. And he's just like, yeah. I know. And then they go into, he's like, yeah, my dad was awful. And he's like, yeah, but no, 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 no. Your dad, they, they don't like let him off the hook. They're like, your dad isn't you. You don't get to play that card. You have to like own your shit. And I love, I love And that. he's so excited about being shot too. He's like, oh, that's going to make a cool scar. <laughs> man, you could put, you could fit a roll of pennies in there, man. And that's just his character. <laughs> I would, I would expect that answer from him. Makes sense. What are you going to say, Corey? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just saying how he says that the about how you can fit a roll of pennies in there. It's so deep. That's what he says. <laughs> and then, and of course, his first thing that he and his his is the first rubber. He's like, "Oh, my dad he beat me up when he found this." He's like, "Yeah, you have a lot of issues with your dad, huh?" Or something like that. There's a lot of dad issues that I. I know had. we talked about it, but there's a scene stealer. I, I briefly referenced it, but there's a scene scene stealer in the beginning when they get the canoe from the Native American man. Yeah, this he, is. I have the name and I have the official character name. Save it. That's my. That is. I was oh, talking about oh, okay. earlier, oh, my deacon. Okay. okay. Um, okay. Let's talk about some. Let's talk about some quotes. I know we're we're anxious to talk about our favorite quotes. Um, Don, do you have one that stands out to you that you're like this is the funniest <laughs> thing in the movie? I think I might have. I think I might have already said that. You know, the Dramamine one. No, that say one it again. Funny. Go ahead. He goes, guys. I want to pull over. Yeah, he goes, Dan. They're in the um, canoe. And the rapids are starting to get crazy. And Dan's like, guys, I want to pull over. I need to take some Dramamine. That Thank one's you. probably my over. favorite Seth Green one. But I think my my most favorite quote from the entire film is, thanks for breaking glass where my kids play from. 
Native yeah. American. I think that's collectively. It's and and then also when he's like, "Are you a class three river guide?" He's like, "Yeah, eight plus three or something." He like puts no, four plus or he's four like plus five. Four. He's like, "Add yeah. four and five. And then and, he doesn't even yeah. say nine. He says forty five. And then the he's response, like, deadpan. It's Gregory Cruz is the actor, and he's just like, "I don't care. Lie to me. I'm not the one who's going to drown." <laughs> that is so funny, and. Yeah, thanks for breaking glass for my kids play. It just deadpan. <laughs> the, yeah, the line. He's like, he, he christens it. Let's christen me so excited. He's just thanks for breaking glass for my kids. Oh, uh, here play. you're a river guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Class four, five. Uh huh. Which is it? Why don't you try putting those numbers together? That's right. I've shot a class forty-five, and I've never lost a man. Lie to me. I don't care. I'm not the one that's going to drown. All right, fellas. Here we go, attention. Uh, we christen you Duke the second. Thanks for breaking glass where my kids play. Oh. <laughs> and it was already after the interaction, like, and this is it's just, yep. you just wonder if that's... Like they're about to push off. Yeah. Corey, yeah. you got a quote? I know you didn't like the movie as much, but there was something that stood out to you? It did, yeah. There was, like I said, a lot of the comedy of this film didn't work for me, but... Some of the serious moments actually worked for me. Some of, I mean, they were a bit blunt, a lot of, you know, sharp mm-hmm. edges on them that could have been, you know, sanded down. But uh, some of the more dramatic moments worked for me. Like when, uh, when Burt Reynolds says, you can lose your money, you can spend all of it. And if you work hard, you get it all back. But if you waste your time, you're never going to get it back. Like that, that actually stood out to me. That was a performance too, Corey. Damn. Yeah, it was. Wow. Thanks for memorizing me. that, babe. <laughs> yeah, that hit me. That hit me right where I live. But you, Treadway, can you top that? I mean, a lot of a lot of the quotes that I really liked, I don't know if I can top that one. A lot of the quotes that I really liked, we've said already because it's a lot of the funny stuff. One of the things that I really liked, well, two of the quotes were, are you maintaining a safe distance back there? Yeah, I know. <laughs> the two-second rule after the crash with the like, yeah. little um, ATVs. I also liked um, when Seth's character said, I'm pretending I'm on a speeder bike to block out reality. It's my process. Leave me alone. All of, all the of, shots uh, there are cool, too. They mirror those shots from, from Star Wars. Yeah. yeah all those, all the Tom's subsidiary mm-hmm. subplots are just all worthy of, of the quotes. He's like, you know, I made that up, too, or something. <laughs> There's a little one that slips by. I don't know if you guys noticed it, but they say when they walk in the door of their uh, old clubhouse, he goes, God, this door is so much smaller than I remember. He's like, it's about the same to me. Like, Dan, yeah, like, that's funny. Like, and that feels ad-libbed. That feels really like see, I see, see, So, Corey, man, I see you guys talk about – you, you have joy in your face when you're talking about these things. It's like, like you, you, you say you don't like the movie, but I think when we watch it in this lens, this secretly, I think you, you kind of do. You can you – can, uh, you, you guys can, are just giving better performances. Yeah, you can, you can compartmentalize. Look, I'm not saying I hate this movie. I'm just saying looking back, looking back at how much I loved it, I'm – I'm like, why? I was I understand it was the yeah. time and you you like contextualize it with the time being, you know, very different, obviously. But no, there's funny bits, but it's only when notice they're the ones where like it feels like they did the most work on the comedy. Billy's dead and he still has a better chance of getting laid than me is a good one when she's like caressing the casket. He's like, Why did you mm-hmm. leave me, Billy? Uh, poor her. I feel bad for her. That's actually devastating. Um side My favorite one was Probably I would 
I would get dressed faster if I was you. I've been alone in the cabin <laughs> for 30 years. That's still like, that's probably my best quote. <laughs> that's movie. good. Yeah, that I busted my gut when I heard him say that. I, I think the, the the glass is still funny. Thanks for bringing glass. Um, I like the not until he puts Jabba back in his hut. That's funny. I'm not get back until Jabba puts Jabba back in his hut. Yeah. When, when yeah. um what's his name says, uh, it's Tom. He says, I never thought I'd be happy to hear what sounds like Creed. <laughs> <laughs> I like Creed, controversial opinion. <laughs> I love Creed too. I got uh, a great impression, but I won't do it now. When the sheriff is questioning, or the river is the river guide questioning. I don't know, but Tom's just is. I know how to read river better than a book. You know, he's just so like assertive about how he knows what to do. Um, or when he said, Tom says, uh, he goes, "All I've had with me is my." Uh, Burt Reynolds is like my harmonica. He's like, "I bet you can play the shit out of that harmonica, though." <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real um when matthew lillard is jumping off the zip the zip line the hellmart is open for business and i'm slashing prices or the um the burt reynolds the burt reynolds line he says uh the iconic like action star moment where he goes you pecker woods get your diapers clean and i'll be waiting for you when you come back oh yeah and he's in the way he says it, i'll be waiting for you yeah <laughs> Like dynamite, <laughs> dynamite. Just, I think we just agree. Burt Reynolds is just he, he steals, steals it movie, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, and then, and then another quote. This is the last one I have, but this is the best. Might be the best one. Uh, Get up, you stoner dogs! Out when <laughs> the dogs are passed out. Um. <laughs> uh, so, best quote. Are we saying uh, "Breaking Glass" for my kids play? I think that's pretty- so good. That's so good. Comedically, it's it just brilliantly good. written. It's just like so funny out of nowhere. <laughs> it's like he's just like, oh, yeah, thanks. And then like Matthew looks like, oh. The delivery was res- good, too. How do you respond yeah. to that? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, sorry. Because <laughs> it's just such an honest thing. It's like, Thanks for bringing glass for my kids. You said it earlier, Nate, but when, but the first part of it where you were like, when everyone looks up and says no, but when the way uh, Seth says, hey, there's a grenade up here. <laughs> and they're like, no. Like oh, his yeah. delivery of that, too. He gets it's so like, I, he's like the subtext being, I'm going to help. I, yeah, he's like, I get to help. I get to help. Hey, he's there's like, a grenade What are you going to do? Here. Destroy all of your friends? Like, what if he just throws that grenade down there and not think it's like, oh, they're all dead, you know? Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. Well, let's move no, in. Those are, those are my best. Let's get in a best performance. <laughs> my nominees are Leonard and Skinner, those dogs. Am I right? <laughs> I mean, my nominee has to be Elwood. That, that Ethan Suple? Yep. Ethan Suple. You mean Cletus? <laughs> We've renamed him. It's Cletus. I don't know. No. Well, we can't. Well, here's the thing. We can't. This is the, not the Deacon, so we can't put. I say Burt Reynolds, but he's he's probably more in the Deacon more than he is in performance, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he's not. He's a cameo more than he is a, a main character. Well, I, I yeah. think, Don, what about you? Your best performance? You know. You guys know. <laughs> you Mr. Know. Green, we'll see you now. It's flower. Oh, absolutely. The C-3PO impression is enough for me. Well, he does a lot of voice work, so that is a good – yeah, it doesn't surprise me. We are in – what does he say? There, what's your voice? I, yeah. I can't, you know, give a Corey-level um, reiteration for you guys. But it's just good based on what I remember from watching. when he talks. Well, it's a, it's a commitment of like he doesn't he doesn't let the cheesiness of it either like detract from. It. He goes like, "You mm-hmm. so are in terrible trouble," and he goes like, "You know what? We really are. We are." And he's just like having yeah. a moment. <laughs> hey, give me that. That's a he also one. has to he also has to perform getting carried away by a bear, you know. And I think that he gave such a great uh, performance. Help me. Just cowering. 
and cowering can be something that can be easily overdone and i feel that he kept it right in the right in the lane he has of to what commit he, he has Dan. to commit to eating that dead animal or whatever it was which Sweet honestly spot. that's we didn't yeah. talk about the plot hole there but like bears are like oh it's so good like the bear knows what you're saying like you're communicating yeah. um i don't know matthew lillard i think if we're talking the three he does the most right matthew lillard gets the most he gets the he has the wife or the girlfriend and he's dealing with that um or are you he, going by the uh the old Mark DiPietro adage of like who changes the most? Sure. Who moves the most throughout the story? Sure. Yeah. No, yeah. I, right. He would, well, this does Dak Shepard change the most? Like at the end, he's leading that Boy Scout troop. Like, did he go on? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you could argue Seth changes the most. It's clear that yeah. like he hasn't been with anybody. He encounters his first love. He overcomes some of his fears, dealing with claustrophobia, maybe even does a little bit of exposure therapy. Exactly. He gets high, gets high for the first. He gets high for yeah. the first. Except Tom those guys too. Yeah, Tom doesn't change at all. He goes and he's lying to a bunch of kids. Like he's still like Well and just, Matthew Lillard ends up proposing and he realizes his mistakes. I don't know. I, I'm I'm gonna give it to Lillard just because I'm a Lillard guy. Uh Corey, who's your best performance? Oh I agree with you there. I believe that he has some of the better moments, especially when he has his more dramatic moments, I don't think the script is there for it. So when you actually hear the words coming out of his mouth, you're like, that feels strange that you're bringing such pathos to these lines I don't care for. But I genuinely believe he's the so one who has the be- some of the best acting moments in the film. Mm-hmm. Treadway, who's your performance, best performance? I'm staying with what I originally said. I'm sticking with Elwood. I loved his character. And I loved his performance. That was you too, Matthew, right? You had Elwood? No, mine is um, – I also am a, a big Dano fan just because of the characterization. He commits so hard to every – like he doesn't just – he's not just like a, a wimp character. He's sure. like – he's got depth. All right. Yeah. All right, let's get into the Deacon, the Deacon Award for Best Cameo slash Scene Stealer. Um, my pick is Gregory Cruz as the River Guide because biggest <laughs> laugh in the film. It's the biggest <laughs> laugh in the film is that I break glass for my kids play. And then yeah. he's like, we'll get the, at least there's a tracker so I can get my boat back. Like he has three just killer. Zingers, zingers. And he nails them. He nails everyone. I think it's a tie for me for Burt Reynolds and him. I think that Burt Reynolds, yeah, really Burt Reynolds does I get agree. a lot to do too. That's tough to pick. Those are definitely two huge scene stills. You know what I mean? Where the and focus is have, on those actors. I have Rachel Blanchard and Christina Moore who are flower and butterfly. I mean, they only also have great one scene. Oh, but the, Burr, oh, that's tough. What about you, Don? Where are you on this? The bear. The bear. <laughs> the bear. I don't know why. I'm Just sorry, but I that bear really committed to its performance and also stole the scene because Dax was catching those fish the, the and word, suddenly the bear is here. For interpretation, it says come on, it comes back. Uh-huh. Don yeah. make, is making a great point, and also that selfie is the invention. Maybe the invention of selfie when he took that selfie. It's 2004. He might have invented the selfie. Did they even have a front uh, a front facing camera at that time with the camera on both sides? No, he was just Yeah, you're he, probably right, Corey. He probably just Yeah. Wow, for a bear, that's impressive. Iconic. Actually iconic. Corey, what's your deacon? Uh I would still have to go with Burt Reynolds myself. I would agree with you there. Yeah, you're getting the Burt Reynolds is convincing me, I guess, but like it's cameo slash scene stealer, so it's just like the okay, Gregory well, Cruz. It's cameo. I didn't even include Scott adds it in this. The the crazy loony dude who destroys his parking yeah. lot. <laughs> that's also oh, very yeah, funny. Yeah, that's right. The guy from the beginning. But I also the have him in the next guys. category. I have him in the next category. The Ellis. So. Fair. Fair. Oh, that's a pretty yeah. douchebaggy thing they did. Okay. All right. We'll move on then. Um, the Ellis Award for biggest douchebag. Uh, the nominees. I have Elwood. 
and Dennis, the both of them, crazy guy in parking lot, Scott Adzit, who voiced fucking Baymax in Big Hero 6. Um, here's another one that kind of flown on the radar. How about Jerry's fucking boss waking him up in the middle, in the very beginning? It's just like, that's a douchebaggy thing, that boss. He's... Jerry, Jerry shouldn't have been sleeping in his he's work wor- meeting. He's working. <laughs> um, and then I have uh, Denise as well. Fuck you. Oh, come on, Nate. I, I slightly resent Denise being a nominee <laughs> for the Ellis Award. I feel that's unfounded. That's because I think Tom I almost just threw it in there just to this stir list. up the pot. the pot. I think Tom needs to be on this list, personally. Yeah. He blows fire in Dan's freaking face, dude. He tells him he says he should get raped over him. Well, that's true, and he Again. is the most homophobic because he gets so pissed when he yes. gets an erection in his back. He says a lot of. But like, think of overall, like who, like I know it's a douchebag thing. Well, I guess Alwood doesn't really. He's not a douchebag though. He's very warm-hearted. He's very yeah. mis. But Dennis is vicious. Dennis is a vicious douchebag. That also, was my number one pick, Nate. Was yeah, Dennis, Dennis for douchebag award? Should win because at least Tom, Tom he's being second. Dom is just Tom's a runner things. up. But what about we forgot even the sheriff? The sheriff could be in there too. Oh yeah, true. Um, yeah, but we don't see him do that much direct douchebaggery. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> douchebaggery. That's yeah. very Aaron's that's using true. the proper terminology here, everyone. Yeah, Get on level. Um, I think it's a combination of Tom and Jerry. Like, just for the way that they oh, treat no. Dan. Like they force yes. Dan to come with them. They pick on him. Yes, Corey. They force him through that small hole, even though he clearly has a phobia about it. Well, guess what? If he hadn't pushed him to do that be better, wall. they would have all died, Corey. Because Elwood would have thrown that Maybe fucking grenade. Maybe they deserved it, but Dan didn't. Listen, Dano was too good for them. He deserved better. So who are we giving it to? Are we giving it to Dennis? Or wait, no, it's Treadway. Or, or, or crazy guy? I vote for Dennis. Deuce I battery. still think... Yeah, I guess because they wanted to kill all three of them, I would have Pretty to put my back vote with then. Dennis. However, if there was a subcategory for the Ellis Award of protagonists that deserve it, Tom should win that one. The fire in the face is dangerous. You could I give it to like Tom. That. Like it Not just it, there's that. no there's no gra- the Ellis Award is all inclusive. Anybody can be a douchebag. It doesn't necessarily have to be the bad yeah, guy. Oh, now he's now he's inclusive. Straight okay. up, we're gonna leave. Uh, and to like get killed by that bear they're like i don't have to jerry says i don't have to outrun the bear i only have to outrun you and yeah straight to dan yeah but it's it's true. True. <laughs> um okay all right well that's good um hey um hey Corey. uh nothing on and do you know what don, do you know what time it is don, i think don, i know what time it is what time is it now? what does, does, does don don doesn't know what time it is don don you're not ready for what time it is have you checked okay. with the clock what a clock it is what do, a clock do you know it? do you know what time is it, it time, time for pick and pan it's <gasps> time for picks and pans <laughs> segment of the show uh we're gonna divvy up our overall picks and pans of the film and i'm gonna start my pick of the film is the message of friendship and life and living life i love that it's a good wholesome thing Corey, what is your pick of the film uh my pick is the use of film over digital when it came to the cinematography very technical and we appreciate that matthew what is your pick friend um, I would say my pick is, I don't want to steal this one because I feel like Don's going to say this. So I'll, I'll say I liked the, um, 
I want to see more of flower and uh, oh, and butterfly. I want them fleshed out more. So just overall, those... flower butterfly are your picks. They're fun. They're just fun characters, and they're resourceful, and I think that they deserve a movie. Don, I'm gonna have to agree with you, Nate. I loved the lesson, the little monologue that Matthew Lillard gives that the treasure is life and not money. Pretty wholesome for a comedy. To live life. Pretty wholesome messaging. There, yeah. I no, yeah. I thought it was a great yeah. message. Yeah. Um, Treadway. Thanks for picking me last, Nate. Um, the, 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 so I could make the greatest point. And I have to go back to my best performance. I'm going to say my pick is Elwood. Elwood was the oh best part of the movie. Oh, really? I'm going to stay strong with that. In my Aaron opinion, that's what I love the most. To Cletus. He's committing to Cletus. <laughs> Petition. <laughs> uh, okay, Treadway, since that little comment, you can say your pan first. What is the worst thing about this film? The worst thing about this movie, in my opinion, is that I not want to continue watching it about 20 minutes in. So that's the worst thing about this movie. <laughs> so just but if you would, if you would, no, here's the thing, though. This contradicts your pick because if you would give it up 20 minutes in, yeah. you never would have met Elwood. No, but if there was yeah. more Elwood, he would have been in. That's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. I guess if there was more Elwood, if there was more parts that have made me laugh and like got me in and got me with the vibe early on, um, I think I would have liked it more. I just was, I was really disappointed. I don't know. I had... I was expecting to actually like this movie. I, I was pretty receptive to little nicking a lot of the comedy and then we watched last week, but it just, this just didn't hit it. I was just really disappointed in the level of humor that was portrayed. Don, so it's really Don, that was give us that your one. pan, Don. Oh, for me, mine was pretty obvious. Like from the beginning, there's just not enough substantial female characters to make it incredibly interesting for me to watch it at this day and age. Like when I was a kid and I was obsessed with Seth Green, totally fine. Didn't care about it. Um, but now that I'm older, I just couldn't relate to even, even flower and butterfly weren't, uh, you know, deep enough. Granted, they didn't have enough screen time really to become deep, but it's just, it just was kind of boring for me as a girl to watch boy joke after boy joke after boy joke after boy joke, mm-hmm. and then not them even be that good. So. Oh. <laughs> preach, Don, preach. Yeah. Matthew, yeah. give us your pan. It was boring as a boy. As um, well. Yeah, I would say <laughs> <laughs> I would say the objectification, and once again, not to get too woke, but like, yeah, there's like a lot of fetishization and objectification of women and of lesbianism and just a whole lot of uh out of date humor that doesn't not only doesn't hold up but it's like i don't know i expected more from this this one i i agree with aaron like it i wanted this to be really good i went into it remembering it being great like oh my gosh this is my childhood you know nostalgia and then i come out of it and i'm just like oh man this is how we were indoctrinated <laughs> like yeah cory without a paddle that is my pan. Just the, the film pan. itself and the name. <laughs> Did you ever like the film? Name for Did you like this movie th- growing up? Like, were you a fan? No. Okay. Oh, I, shit. Like, I'd seen it when I was younger, maybe. I don't really remember it. So it clearly didn't make an impression on me. And I saw it today. I saw it this afternoon. And I hated it. <laughs> but mostly, I was going to say that it's, Without a Paddle is a bad name for this film because most of it does not take place the, in the goddamn The pan movie. is the name. Right. Again, the, the name and the film. I can The only the only thing I really remembered was Dano being really fun and then like the movie again that quote of like the middle of bumfuck nowhere and you got a pretty mouth was like the only thing I remembered of this movie. <laughs> and you guys um, said I wanted to love it. Like I love Matthew Lillard. I wanted it to be great and it just wasn't. 
just wasn't. Well, my pan. Thanks everybody for asking. I hated that the dogs. <laughs> I hated the dogs were named Leonard Skinner. I didn't think that that was funny. I don't. I don't no. know. I no. I didn't like that. <laughs> that's, that's your pan. Name. That's my pan. I just did was you, like, oh, I hate that. <laughs> did you enjoy the "That's what she said" joke too? That was well, my. You you can't knock that joke and then say you like the Office, though, Matthew. You can because you can say you, <laughs> you can. Goodness. You can carry Thank two you. truths at once, and here's the truth. Can the, the truth Office is, be my pan? How okay? How dare you? We're not having that conversation. <laughs> we got to wrap this up. We got to wrap this up. Um, I'm tired. Where Don go? Don, come back. Don, thank you for joining us, joining the guys club. I promise we'll have you back on when we have maybe a film that has a little bit more inclusive female characters. Because I agree, we watch a lot of dude things. Speaking of dude things, next week Super Troopers. So it's gonna continue. Oh, um, <laughs> we're gonna talk about Super Troopers. Good luck, week. gentlemen. Oh, I'm out. Um, yeah, I'm out. I guess how fans of Super Troopers? Yeah, no. Treadway. I think I think it's for a very specific group of people in a very specific state. I think that's how you watch Super Troopers. Again, lots of cute jokes. Okay. Um, as a reminder, everybody, um, you can subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Um, you can get all my current reviews at onlycritic.com. Everyone, stay safe. Wear a mask. And-